Shout it out, beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. That phrase, I wish, is literally, I pray. Apostle John, who walked with Jesus very closely, the beloved apostle Jesus loved, who was left on the Isle of Patmos to record the end times for us, I believe he knew something about the heart of Jesus. And he knew it was Jesus' will that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. And not only that, he prayed that that would happen. I mean, John's prayer is probably a pretty powerful prayer. He prayed that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospereth. You need to understand that part of your prosperity pie is a thing called protection. Matter of fact, your salvation in the New Testament concept, soteria, literally means preservation, deliverance, and protection in, a different, in, a, in addition to forgiveness of sins and healing and all manner of His provision, protection is part of why Jesus died for you and for me. Now, Kelly said it right. There's a master terrorist out there and his name is Satan. And all that steals and all that kills and all that destroys in one way or another, you can trace that back to that guy called Slewfoot. And he is not for your good, he's for your evil. It's very important for you to understand God's business is doing good, the devil's business is doing evil, and don't get them confused. Don't confuse their mission. Amen? God's a do-gooder and the devil is an evil-doer and he inspires people to do evil. There's never been a day like today where we needed to understand our divine protection more than this day. We need to understand what we have in Jesus Christ. You see, there's a false concept that's been taught for centuries in the body of Christ, and it goes something like this. God will put a shield up, and He'll take it down when He wants to, when He thinks you deserve to learn a lesson from that shield coming down. Let me tell you something. When you go into the Bible, everybody say the Bible. Shout out the Bible. When you get into the Word, you get a different picture altogether. When you separate yourself from the Word of God, you confuse the devil's mission with God's mission. God provides a way for you to be protected in days of distress, in days of harm, in days of terrorism. Now before I jump into this, and I've got a lot of ground to cover, I'm going to do it very quickly. If you miss the scripture, get the CD or ask somebody. But I've got to go very quickly to cover this. But I want to start by saying this. You, you as a believer have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Your forgiveness, your deliverance, your provision, your protection is between you and God. You cannot go, well, I knew so-and-so and they, or I knew Betty Sue and she. This is just between you and God. Period. You all understand what I'm saying to you? Because you don't base your theology of salvation and peace and shalom and prosperity on what sister so-and-so did or didn't do, on what brother so-and-so got or didn't get. You work out your own soteria with fear and trembling. It's between me and God. You know what? I made it in my mind. I'm going to have my whole pie. It don't matter if everybody else goes with me or not. I'm going to go after everything he died that I could have. And it's not based on what you do. I know it's based on what I do. Will I believe? Will I press? Will I stand? Will I pay more attention to that book than the world out there telling me what I can't have? Are you hearing me? Not going to base my protection theology on the world or religion, but on the Word of God. You've got a protector and His name is Jehovah. 
He's called El Elyon, the Most High God, and He knows what He's doing. He's bigger than any problem, bigger than any terrorist, bigger than any attack. Amen? The devil's constantly trying to get something across to the people of God. If it's not the bubonic plague, it's the smallpox. If it's not smallpox, it's some kind of other pox. And recently it's been the bird flu. Listen, God didn't raise up a bird to take you out. Are you listening to me? To make a difference what the nature is, God in God, there is a place of protection. And it's up to you to find out how to tap into that. And it, and it happens one person at a time. Everybody say one person with God at a time. So right now, just release all that stuff out there. All the experiences you've beheld. All the things people have gone through, all the horrible tragedies and make up your mind, whatever the Bible says, that's God talking to me. And if it says it in the Bible, I can have it. Say it with me. If it's in the Bible, I can have it. Doesn't matter what I've seen. Doesn't matter what I've observed. If it's in the Word, it's mine. Can you get that into your spirit? That's where this thing begins. Psalm 121. Go there quickly. Psalm 121. Verse 5. Psalm 121, verse 5. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch your coming and going both now and forevermore. I'm going to read that again because I don't think that's settled into your spirit the way it needs to. The Lord will keep you from all harm. Now the Hebrew teaching of this literally means the Lord will watch over your coming and going. The Lord will in fact guard our departures and our arrivals. When you go in and when you go out. When you go to an airport, do not trust the TSA or the government. Your confidence is not in man, it is in God. Are you hearing me? There is no shoe bomber, there is no terrorist, there is nothing bigger than your God. As far as you're concerned, Bill Burnett, when you step on board that plane, that plane will make it to its destination. Why? You're on it. Why? When you understand who you are in Jesus Christ. I can't believe that. I can't believe you could say that. If he said he'll keep you from harm, either he is a liar or that word is true. And God's not the liar. He's not a man that he should lie. Amen. He'll guard your going forth and coming. He'll guard your departures and He'll guard your returns. No matter what the enemy is doing. You see, I think we should appreciate and thank God for our country. I think we should remember people in prayer. We should remember families affected. But we should also teach people how to biblically protect themselves in their covenant. People should know what to do to stand in an evil day. Hello? Not just react to evil when it happens, but teach people to stand. There's a man that went to a Manhattan church, a lot like our church, and he was headed in. He saw the airplanes hit the towers, and he was headed in on the subway, and the Lord said, do not go down to those buildings before they fell. They were standing there burning. Y'all remember the scenes. How could you forget them? 
And God told him repeatedly, he said, I want to go in there and see what I can do. And God said, no. He said, you go back down that tunnel and you get out. And the place where he would have been at that time, the, the towers came down and everybody that was underneath that debris instantly was incinerated. It was a thousand degrees in that tunnel entryway. And had he not gone down 40 feet where God told him, he would have been among those that are casualties. Folks, God, if you stay close to him, will speak to your heart, tell you what to do, tell you where to stay away from. There was one man, his daughter said, Daddy, would you go buy me lunch from such and such shop? He got in his car and he drove away from the towers and went down to the shop and gave, got the daughter the food. And by the time he got back, the deed was done. You say, why would God do that? Because he's your child, that, because you're, you're his child, because he cares about you. Would you not warn your child? Would you not tell your kid this is going to be Destruction City? Yes, you are not natural people living in this world. You are spiritual people living in a natural world and have access to information that natural people don't have. Now right now I can see that the religious brain cells are starting to fry out there in this great community of ours. According to your faith, be it unto you. If you believe you're like everybody else in this world, then that's, you'll have to subject yourself to the rules just like everybody else. But if you believe you're his kid and have access to part of your pie called protection, you won't be talked out of it. Amen. You'll complete your assignment. Dear God, we need to hear this. Say, God protects my going and my coming. Don't you be afraid to get on an airplane. Don't you be like John Madden who never gets on an airplane but goes cross country on a train to do broadcasting. Hello? I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. God didn't give you a spirit of fear but of power and of love. And have a sound mind. Psalm 27 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will trust when? In the name of our Lord. Now, I need to tell you something here. You're not going to be a protected person in the day of evil because you're an American. You're not going to be protected because you're a good person. You're not going to be protected because you're a Christian. You're not going to be protected because you're born again. You're not going to be protected because you're spirit-filled. You're going to be protected because you do what the Bible tells born-again, spirit-filled people what to do. You do what God says to do in His Word. In other words, you keep the condition of the covenant, and by doing so, you enjoy the provision. The Bible says, repent and believe the gospel. If I repent and believe, what am I? I'm saved. If I don't repent and believe, what am I? I'm what? I'm lost. Ask anything in my name, he says, and he'll do it. If I don't ask, do I receive? I don't receive. I keep the condition and I tap into the provision. Now, I'm going to take this drill bit called the Word of God. I'm going to drill as much as I can, as quickly as I can. Because God wants you to complete your assignment in this earth. Look at somebody and say, God hasn't called you to be a statistic. Look at him again and say, I'm not basing my protection on what happens to you. I love you, but that's between you and God. Can you feel the love out there? No, I'm not protected because I'm an American. I'm not protected because I'm born again. If born again people do stupid things, born again people can't enjoy God's protection. If born again people won't listen to God, hello? They find themselves in the same traps with the rest of the world. It's very important we stay sensitive. 
Now, anybody like the sun out there when you're in sunshine? Anybody like the layout? Crispy critter? Amen? When you go out, they tell you to do what? Put on some sunscreen. And the higher the SPF factor, sun protection factor, the more you're protected or the less you're protected? Now, how many go out and you don't ever put it on? Because you're invincible. You are the Rocky of the sun worshipers, and nothing can touch you. So, but you're supposed to put it on, and if you put it on, it blocks harmful rays, right? In theory. Now, sometimes you put on SPF 4, SPF 6, SPF 8, SPF 10, or 20, or 25, or 50. And some of your albinos, you need the 5,000 version, SPF 5,000, or you, you roast like a turkey out there. And the higher the level, you know, the more you're protected. Well, God spoke to my heart about that. And, and, you know, you cannot get that to work if you don't read the directions on the package. And you can't get it to work if you don't use it as directed. And you can't get it to work if you don't apply the sunscreen liberally. And you can't get it to work if you don't reapply as needed. I've never found any sunscreen that didn't wash off in an ocean. So you climb back out and you say, I'm invincible. No, you end up fried. Well, folks, we're dealing with a situation in this world more severe than any sunburn. We're dealing with life and death. We're dealing with real terrorists. We're dealing with real situations and a real devil who would love for you to be taken out before your time by something. Likewise, every day, life beats down on us in much harsher ways than the sun. Sickness, disease, natural disasters man-made disasters, terrorism, tragedy, accidents. Folks, we need some SPF for daily life. God spoke to me and He said, we've got supernatural protection factor. Matter of fact, from Psalm 91, we've got SPF 91. <coughs> Hello? And we could use it. What does God's protection work like? Well, let me read this to you from Psalm 119 real quick. Just listen to this. I hate double-minded men, but I love your law. You're my refuge and my shield. I have put my hope in your word. And that particular Hebrew word, the alphabet, looks like when it's done in cursive, a circle. God's idea of protection or a buckler is not just covering you on four sides, but covering you on all sides, including top and bottom. In other words, like a supernatural bubble, like a protective coating in your life. Now, when you were born again, when you gave your life to Christ, you got access to something you lost at the fall way back when Adam and Eve blew it. They used to be covered with a garment like light. When they sinned, their eyes were opened up, the glory departed, and guess what they were? They traded the glory for a fig leaf. How many would agree that was a bad trade? Glory Fig leaf, glory, fig leaf. Well, the only way we get that covering back is in our communion with God. Amen? Not just because your name's written in a book somewhere, but because you actually fellowship with God. God has a covering for you. God has given you protection if you keep the conditions. Like described in Psalm 91. Everybody say the conditions. Everybody say there are conditions for my protection. Now, if you were exposed to extreme Calvinism, let me help you for a moment. Forget everything you were taught in that environment. 
your God reveals His will in this book. Well, I'll be protected if it's His will. I'm going to show you in this Word where it shows you it is His will. Amen. Well, God will just let anything get through He wants to get into my life. That came from carnal man's thinking and false teaching. That's not what the Bible teaches. It's not God raise your shields. It's man, listen to me. Here's how you keep your shield raised. That's why it's so important you become an expert on scriptures like Psalm 91. My wife taught my son Psalm 91 as a kid. And I think, how old was he when he first memorized it? By the time he was four, he could quote that. He still can verbatim. It's not just a nice piece of scripture. It's, it's the connection to your supernatural protection. Look at somebody and say, you have SPF 91. Read the instructions. Apply as directed. Apply liberally. Repeat as needed. Well, how often do you need to repeat it? Every day, several times a day. Amen. Psalm 91. Got your running shoes on? I'm going to give you four ways that you need to apply this FPF in your life. Supernatural protection factor, and it's right here in Psalm 91. Verse 1 says this, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. He who what? Dwells. He who dwells. The Bible says in the Amplified, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. This is not being a Christian. This is not being born again. This is not being a churchgoer. This is somebody that dwells with God day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment. This is somebody who remains. This is a person that's not just going to God when there's trouble. Can I have an amen? This is somebody that is with God all the time. Not the Sunday go to meeting. I'm from Murray, Kentucky, and we're all religious here. No. This is a person who is with God, rain or shine, day and night, all the time. In church, out of church, they walk with God. There's no hiatus from God's presence for six weeks at home doing your own thing. You're with God all the time. You understand how this is not a description of most Christians. Most Christians do not cleave to God. And if He moves a little this way, they go with Him. Many Christians in these last days are doing what they want to do. I want to tell you something. You better get in God's will or you will not be protected in these last days. If you're called to preach, you better get with it. If you're called to teach, you better get with it. You can't be doing your own thing, living your own life, and expect His protection. The protection is where God is and where God's will is. There He is in your life. And if you don't believe that, talk to Jonah. You can get yourself into a mess real quick. If you ain't been swallowed, you alter. It means, abiding literally means staying close enough to hear God, what He says, and then act on what He says. Abiding means obeying. Say it with me, abiding. abiding. Means to obey. How many of y'all can be taught today? This has to be sown into your heart. 
This can't be shouted at you. This has to be sown like seed into your heart. Abiding means to obey. It means to stay, to remain, to cleave, to attach, to join, to dwell. He is your very life and you must be in His perfect will. You know, I think about men like Enoch. Walk with God and then he was no more. Think about Noah who walked with God. And who's the one that got into the boat? Well, bless God, the man that builds the boat ought to climb in the boat. And he was lifted up above all the disaster that came upon this planet. I think about Daniel. He walked with God. He was tossed in there with the lions. And how many know those lions were hungry? And yet their mouths were supernaturally stopped from doing anything to that man of God. Did Daniel cleave to God? In the face of threats, don't you dare pray to your God. Morning, noon, and night, flung open the window so the world could see, hey, I'm still seeking my God's face, whether you like it or not. And when it came down to the lines, the lions' mouths were shut. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, thrown into a fiery furnace because they wouldn't bow down to a foreign pagan god. Then they stoked the fire, made it hotter, tossed them in there. A fourth man showed up in there and eliminated the power of that fire. So they not only burned, they didn't even smell like smoke. Folks, if you don't bow, you don't burn. Forget what religion says. They stood in that king's face and they said, Our God is able to deliver us and He will. They went on to say, But even if He did, we wouldn't serve you, loser. We're going to walk with God anyway. And you have that kind of attitude and spirit of faith about you, things happen. And we know the fire was real because those that threw them in there got what? They got lapped into the fire and destroyed. You've got to be close. You've got to dwell with God. You've got to cleave and be tight with the Lord. Are you all still here? Number two, look at verse two. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. What you say about God matters. What you personally say about God matters. When you say God is my refuge, God is my fortress in whom I trust, that releases SPF into your life. You can't live off of somebody else's confession. You can't live off somebody else's faith. And folks, faith has to be in two places. It has to be in your heart. That's why I have to sow this word like a seed in your heart. But then you need to rise up and you got to say, my God is El Elyon, the Most High God. I abide in Him and I say, He is my refuge. What is a refuge? It is a secret place of protection. He alone is my shelter and my protection from danger and trouble. He is my place of safety. There is no such place as a place. There is a person of safety, and that person is God. And He wraps Himself, the Bible says, in light and in glory. And as you not just listen to the Word, it conceives in your heart. You ladies that have had children, what happens when the seed comes in? You, there is conception that takes place. You need to have a conception of revelation about this issue of protection in your life. You have to have something conceived on the inside of you where you dare to start believing that God can protect you. Are you hearing me? And once that happens, it needs to be released out of your mouth. Every day, you need to say it. And say it with me now. Shout it out. God. 
Come on, with all your heart, God, my God, the Most High God, I will say, come on, get bold, I will say, the Most High God is my God. He is my refuge. He is my shelter in whom I trust. How often should you do that? Every day of your life. Several times a day. Not just when you're afraid, but when you're at perfect peace. You declare what God is. We take our faith-filled words and release them out of our mouth and we declare that God is our protector, that God is our refuge, and we release what we believe. You see, if you listen to yourself long enough, you're going to find out what you truly believe about these matters. Your mouth will give you away. If your mouth is open, your heart's going to fall out. It's just a matter of time. It's very important you understand this. When you open up your mouth, your heart falls out. And when you start believing and saying, God is my deliverer, God is my protector, God is my defense, God is my refuge, things begin to change. I've got a transcript from a conversation that uh, Anderson Cooper, CNN, this was such a faith-based uh, conversation, we can't even find the video. CNN's buried the video. But this is actually what happened. There's a man in the tsunami who was a pastor. His name is Dalen Sanders. He's the founder and director of Samaritan Children's Song. And this is what happened. He says, because there are no words in human speech to describe what we saw, caught in the tsunami is where this happened. It was a 30-foot wall of sea just bearing down on us like an angry monster. And it was coming at us at such speed, I knew there was no place on ground where we would be safe. So I knew... There was something in me that told me that instantly that we've got to get on top of this wave if we're going to stay safe. Now, what was everybody else doing? Running inland. Everybody say, thank God for the Holy Ghost. If you don't cleave, you won't hear. You don't stay close, you won't get the wisdom. And it won't because God wants you to die. It won't because God doesn't care about you. It's not because God's Word isn't true. It's because you missed something. Amen. He said, so I knew there's something we had to do. So Anderson Cooper says, so how quickly, how quickly? He's cut off. He says, so I came out, called for the children. They all came. We rushed. We had just 10 seconds to get into the boat. And that day the outboard motor stayed hooked on to the boat. In other words, it was a very poor vessel. Usually we take it off every night and we got into the boat, you know, and it rushed in. It has it just demolished everything that stood in its path. It came with such force it just hit both of the garages. The garages just splintered in every direction. It lifted up my Toyota pickup vehicle, my Mitsubishi L300. We had a three-wheeler, a motorbike, everything. It just pulverized. And then we got into the boat. It was just a few, I would say about 15 feet away. And we were eyeball to eyeball with a wave. And immediately a scripture popped into my mind. Now I shout that out. Immediately a scripture popped into my mind. Can I tell you how to have Scripture pop in your mind? No deposit, no return. You want to pop in your mind at a dangerous time, you better put it in your heart before the dangerous time. You ought to be sucking on Psalm 91 every day for the rest of your life. Amen. Amen. He says, I heard in my mind when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against it. And I know from there I got the courage. What happened? Faith. Spirit of faith about protection rising up in him. I just stood up in the small boat, lifted both my hands and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, 
on the strength of the Scriptures, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to stand still. Now I thought I was imagining at the time that the massive wall of water stood. I'm not given to exaggeration. I saw as if something holding back some invisible force or hand, it just stood. He said, and this was confirmed because later on when I met some of the villagers who had climbed on top of palmera uh, trees and coconut trees and had survived this onslaught, they told me, they called me Father. They said, Father, we didn't stand a chance because the sea, when it got down to the beach and it crushed into the village, it came with the same speed and the same fury and it just wiped us all out. In other words, that wave was still a dangerous wave. But when ours, our four-acre four complex, we have a boys' section, a girls' home, staff section, everything. But when it got on, our, on your land, at one point it stood still. It slowed down, and that gave you the chance. What made it? Was it the destiny of the trees or the buildings? I said, there was no power on earth that could have held it back by the power of God. I said, I called upon God, and I commanded it in the name of Jesus who 2,000 years ago, he commanded the waves and they obeyed. He commanded the sea and they obeyed. This is the very same God that did this for us and gave us those precious few seconds that we needed to stop at the first drink at the start. The engine just sputtered into life. This is a story that Anderson Cooper independently verified for CNN. 28 kids were saved that day because a man knew a God named El Elyon. And he had the courage to speak. Shout it out in the name of Jesus. My God is the Most High God. I have a refuge. I have a protector. I have a deliverer. Now religion will tell you God wouldn't do that for you. Why not? You're His child. With faith in your heart and faith out of your mouth. Why not? Can He not protect you? He can. He can protect you. One of our own was T-boned a couple weeks ago in an auto accident. And I saw her. She was bruised. She had a couple fractures in the pelvis and she had a, you know, soreness and broken ribs. Describing the accident, she shouldn't be here. Are you still here? Paige Fuqua shouldn't be here, but bless God she is. And I'll tell you what, the devil's going to pay for that one big time. <laughs> devil did his best, but his best isn't good enough. Who knows what she's going to do for Jesus Christ? I tell you, it pays to know your God. Well, I know somebody that didn't. You get out of the eye news and start getting into the Word of God for yourself. You work it out for yourself. Imagine what will happen if you don't do anything. Amen. Glory to God. Is it me or am I just having fun here? Say it again. I will declare, I will declare my, God my God is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. You got to cleave. Look at somebody and say cleave. Look at him and say, and you got to speak. You got to say what your God is. Amen. You go around saying, well, you never know what God will do. That's not going to be your confession if you want to see God move mightily in your life. It's got to be, my God is my refuge, impenetrable. Hello? Got to move on. <laughs> look at, look at uh, verse uh, 2, and then look at verse 3, and look at the promises for the person who will do this. 
He who dwells in the shelter and who, who declares what God is. Surely he'll save you from the fowler's snare, all manner of the devil's traps. How many know there are traps out there? And the devil loved to trap you. He'll save you from the deadly pestilence, all manner of pestilence, disease. He'll cover you with his feathers and under his wings. You'll what? You'll find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. The King James says his truth will be your shield and buckler. That little covering is his truth. Everybody say the word of God, word of God. protects me and covers me. Are you all still here? What is it that does that? You need to walk in the word, folks. Here's what God spoke to me. Those wings of our mighty God. Imagine this huge God with these huge wings. Jesus looked at Jerusalem and said, with great tears in His voice, He said, how I long for you to come to me and, and have it underneath these protected wings, but you weren't willing. Now your house will be left to you desolate. If you will get close. How many of you know you've got to get close to God if you're going to get under His wings? Can't be over here. Can't be over here. Can't be doing your own thing. Hello, you can't be in sin, church. God's not in the sin. He's not in the disobedience. He's in righteousness and holiness. You get close to Him like this. You know what God spoke to me? He said those wings are His words. His truth will be your buckler and shield. The Christian under the Word is the Christian under the wings. The Christian that's not under the Word is the Christian that is not under the wings. I know as a pastor, not every born-again person is under the Word. Not every born-again person is under the Word. They go to church, but they're not under the Word. They hear a sermon, but they're not under the Word. They're born again. They're going to heaven, but they're not under the Word. Get under the Word and you can postpone your trip to heaven. Amen. Say it with me. The wings are His words. Under His wings I find refuge. Impenetrable refuge. Glory to God. You will not fear. Everybody say, I will not fear. The terror of night. Nor the arrow that flies by day. Nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness. Nor the plague that destroys at midday. Are you all listening to this? If you cleave, if you declare, if you stay under the Word, these are promises for that person. His truth becomes your refuge. Len Mink told this story about a friend of his who had a barn. The barn went up in smoke. Most of the livestock and animals were killed. After the fire, they went into the barn and his friend noticed a little smoldering bundle over here. And his friend went over and he kicked that bundle and seven little chicks came out chirping. That little bundle that was smoldering was the mother of those chicks. Well, that's the way your God wants to be to you, except there is no force that can take him out. Amen. Under the wings, you find shelter, you find refuge. Amen? Verse 7, a thousand may fall at your side. Ten thousand at your right hand. But it will not come near you. What? <laughs> Say this to me. A thousand. A thousand, a thousand of my friends. A thousand, a thousand other Christians. A thousand, thousand other warriors. 
will fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not. What? Is this in your Bible? What does that mean? It means 11,000 good people can drop, but you're going to stand because you understood your covenant and how to walk in your covenant. 11,000 people did not, but you did. Well, I just don't think that's fair. It's fair because it's right here. You've been given the answer. You've been given the book. You've been given the wisdom. We can't say it ain't fair. It is fair. You've been given the key that unlocks the door to your protection. You cleave and you abide into the word. Well, so and so. You don't know any man's heart. You don't know anyone's walk with God. The Bible says the heart is desperately wicked and deceitful. Sometimes you don't even know your own heart. At least the Holy Ghost show it to you, let alone trying to know somebody else's position. First time I read this scripture, I was in awe. First time I preached it, I almost choked. <laughs> like some of y'all are doing right now. <clears throat> 11,000 people going down, but I'm going to stand? How arrogant. It would be if the book didn't declare it. It would be if the Bible didn't say it. Say it with me, a thousand. Fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. What? Amen? That's Bible. I, I'm in a wonderful position as a preacher of the Word. All I got to do is tell you what it says. I don't have any obligation to believe for you one iota. I don't, it doesn't matter for me if you believe it or not. It's time you ask yourself, church, what do you believe? Do you believe the Bible? I said, do you believe the Bible? I said, do you believe the Bible? Say it, my God is my refuge and my deliverer and my protection. He is my God and I trust Him. I cleave, I abide, I dwell. He protects. A thousand will fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But it will not come near me in Jesus' name. You ever seen those scratch or sniff things? Where you scratch them and you sniff them? That's at the level I am right now in this message. I'm scratching the surface and y'all are sniffing. <laughs> I want you to go a little deeper than that. Huh? A little, please. <laughs> uh, everybody say, praise God. Praise God. Say again, say, praise God. You say, I don't know if I believe this under the word stuff will really work. Go with me back to the third John and notice these words in verse 3. He says, Beloved, I wish that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Verse 3, For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, and that thou walkest or continue in the truth. When you abide under the word, you abide under his wings. You stay in His Word, and great and precious promises are given to you. Verse 9, if you make the Most High your dwelling. What? If you make the Most High your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. 
No disaster will come near your tent. For he'll command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. The Bible says in Hebrews that are not the angels ministering spirits sent to minister on behalf of those that will inherit salvation, inherit soundness, inherit protection. God's got angels. God's got angels for you. I said God's got angels. Elisha and his servant were in a middle of a battlefield and the servant couldn't see. But Elisha said, God opened up his eyes. And he saw the hills with horses and chariots and wars. I tell you, God's got angels. And Psalm 103 says, they hearken diligently unto the voice of the word. They don't hearken to doubt, to fear, and to unbelief, and to religion. They hearken to the word. My God is my refuge. They hearken to that. Oh, I've got to go. Hello? I hear him talking about El Elyon. Time to move into action. You know, we have strong-armed and tied down our angels with our words. We don't even realize it. They're chomping at the pits to get at it, and we won't say what God says. It's important you understand. Amen? Look at somebody say, God's got angels. They'll guard you in all your ways, so... They'll lift you up in their hands so you'll not strike your foot against the stone. You'll tread upon the lion and the cobra and the trample, the great lion and the serpent. Promises to overcome all power of the enemy in your life. Verse 14, because he loves me, says the Lord, I'll rescue him. What? I'll rescue him. What do you say? Number one, I got to walk with God. Number two, I got to walk in faith. Number three, I got to walk in the word. Number four, I got to walk in love. I've got to love God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And oh, by the way, love your neighbor as yourself. How do I know I love God? We're to fear the Lord, which means have great reverence for God, which means have great respect for God, which means I love God, which means if I love God, I obey what He says. Because He loves me, I will do what? I will do what? How many of y'all love God out there? Raise your hand and say, I love, God. I love God. And I repent if I'm lying. <laughs> because He loves me, I'll rescue Him. Because He loves me, I'll rescue Him. I'll protect Him for He acknowledges my name. He'll call upon me and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him with long life. Will I satisfy him and then show him what? My salvation, every aspect of it, and eternity that waits. Not just heaven, but life here on this planet. Amen? I tell you, we need to love the Lord with all of our heart, people. Like we've never loved before. I just want to just leave you with this. I got to shut this down today. And how much are you really cleaving to God? What are you really saying about your God? Are you really speaking faith about your walk with God? How much are you really under the Word? And how much do you really love God? That's how you tap into SPF 91.
That's how you tap into the provision of God for your life. And how many think it's worth it? How many thank God for His protection? Raise your hand if you believe in it. Amen. Look at somebody and say a thousand. Look right at him and say a thousand. With a fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. Don't you be one of them. Look at him again and say, I plan to stand. Say it again, I plan to stand and not fall in Jesus' name. Now, praise the Lord. I don't know if I did y'all any good or not today, but I, I, I preached myself kind of happy. Uh, just <laughs> remind myself of our big God, our great, big, huge God that loves us. Do y'all understand why just being an American is not enough? Do y'all understand why just being a Christian is not enough? Do y'all understand why not being, just being born again is not enough? You must do certain things to keep your part of the covenant. Amen. Now let's make up our minds to go out there and do it. One of the first things you've obviously got to do, though, is if you're not born again, you're not protected. I want every eye in this, in this room on me right now. If you're not right with God, you should worry. You should worry. You have no promise of His protection whatsoever. Period. What you may have is a relative praying for you, but you have no covenant provision whatsoever for yourself until you first get right with God. Amen? It's time for people to get right, sell out, cleave, obey, speak, walk in love, get under the Word like never before. We never have a service where somebody is here that's, you know, anything but completely needy for God's salvation and forgiveness. And I believe you're here today. You're not right with God. And in your heart you're saying, you know what? I want some of that good stuff. I want some of that pie. Well, the pie is for the children of God. The pie is for the people of God. It's available, but you have to first go to Him. I want you to bow your heads for just a moment. You're out of God's will. You're living like the world. You're living loosely. You've never given your life to God or you've gotten away from Him. God wants you. He calls you to come in under the shadow of His wings. Do that today. Nobody wants to embarrass you. Nobody wants to make a spectacle out of you. They just want to give you an opportunity to tap into that divine protection of God. Don't even hesitate here and certainly don't let the devil tell you what to do with your hand or with your response. He loved for you to stay a target. He loved to have his greamy hands on you and yours. Just shut him down and listen to the Holy Ghost and do what he wants you to do. You're here today and you know you're not right with God. You're backslidden. You've never given your life to the Lord. You're out of God's will, whatever it is. Just lift your hands right now immediately and say, I'm getting right with God. Thank you. Others? Thank you. Others, I'm not right with God. I'm not right with God. Others today, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not doing what I should do. I'm not living my life the way I should. I need you to touch God. 
Let's all pray this out loud together. So, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I believe in our God, in a Savior who died for me. I repent of my sin, ask you to forgive me, come into my heart, come into my life, be my Lord, be my Savior. I'm going to follow you and serve you all the days of my life. From this day on, I'm going to cleave to you, Father. I am going to speak of you as my protector. I'm going to stay under your word. And I'm going to love you and obey you like never before. I believe covenant provision for protection belongs to me as your child. In Jesus' name, you will provide a long life and salvation when that life is over. In Jesus' name, amen.